Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. Welcome to Wednesday. Uh, yesterday in the podcast intro, we were talking about how builders and other tradespeople are superior, perhaps. Um, and Flexi, it got me thinking, would you go on Celebrity Apprentice? No. Really? It's too much work. I told Mate. you, I don't want to work hard. It's just I mean, show. I don't want to do hard work. I want to work hard. I want to do hard work. And I think that I've set myself up so the work that I'm doing is easy for me to execute. Like I'm using all my natural skills. For someone doing a podcast or public speaking would be a difficult thing to do. It's a very simple thing for me to do. And so I want to do that. I'm like, you've got, they caught me at a wrong time. Ask me four years ago when I was on my rise and grind hustle culture. I'd be like, yeah, I'll try it. Be popping a pussy it. and a half. I'll try it. Now these days I'm like too fragile, too sensitive. Really? Yeah. And I also just want to balance the scales. I spent the last 10 years of my life trying to be really proficient professionally. I want to be a proficient person. Good on you. Let's Thank get you. to the podcast. Kata. Flex and frames. Flex and frames. As you know, it's breakup season and also engagement season. It happens, you know, at the same time for obvious reasons, if you really think about it. But we won't. We won't. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how if you happen to get proposed to and call off the engagement, do you have to give back the ring? Is the ring a gift or almost, you know, a mm, like collateral or like a Penance. gift subject to the marriage actually happening. And if it doesn't happen, you must give the gift back. Well, we had someone who's called in to give us their hot take on how it should all go. Let's go. So when my nan was young, being 27 meant you were on the shelf, AKA absolutely no good, rotting goods about Thanks. to expire. Her fiance had gone and got another lady up the duff. So that relationship was well and truly donezo. I'm not sure whether her keeping the engagement ring was a mistake or trauma tax. I'd like to think the latter. Thank you very much. But what happened next is what you could say is the cherry on top of a very cheap Woolies mud cake. I won't get into the cute story of how my grandparents met, but not too long after the engagement falling apart, my grandfather did appear on the scene. He was a refugee and couldn't afford much, let alone speak English very well. So when it came to locking my Aussie nan down, he basically was like, Kath, why would I buy you a new ring when you already have one? It was a true upcycle moment. I don't know how she didn't get the ick immediately, but I guess when you're 27, you got to take what you can get. Can I just say impeccable storytelling. Yeah, did you write that down? Were you reading? Sub that woman in. <laughs> yeah. That didn't even sound red. That just sounded like beautiful, beautiful, paced, intelligent, intentional, an intelligent queen, if Absolutely. you will. Absolutely. I love viewing the ring as trauma tax <laughs> because it goes on both ends. As I was saying, let's say in a, as you love them so dearly, heterosexual relationship. My community. If the man is proposing to the woman and saying, with this gift I give to you on the occasion that we do actually get married, this is your little gift, right? But as a person on the receiving end, like it is my gift. And if for some reason you do something that makes me unable to redeem the next part of my gift, the wedding ban and the marriage, then I should be entitled to take what this is a deposit. <laughs> yeah. It's non-refundable. Lay-by. <laughs> it's a lay-by. Look, like this ring, for example, I got a ring on my finger. Yeah, beautiful ring. I think my dad got this for his ex-girlfriend. Huh. And then they broke up and then he met my mum that Saturday. 
<laughs> and he's worn this on his pinky finger. Get her on the get her on the show. <laughs> Call her out by name. Literally. Anyway, it's it's very like um it's a weird looking ring, isn't it? It's a gorgeous it? ring though. I couldn't describe it, but you'll just you have to see it to believe it. I will say though, that it takes a certain amount of lack of shame to ask for the ring back. Isn't it shameful enough that I've called off the engagement? But I guess pettiness will really fuel anyone to do the craziest things. Fully. It's very, it's a very emotionally, it's an emotional piece of jewellery. That's for sure. Also, can we just really quickly say, we won't go into it, but how did all of our grandparents just meet people like the next day after breaking up with their partners? They got near it. What the hell, guys? They went to social events. They were part of their community. They weren't trapped in their two-bedroom, one-bathroom, mold-infested inner-city apartment (laughs) with the roommate they met on Facebook who works full-time so they never see each other. (laughs) I want to go back. Let's go Mm. back in time, guys. Let's all go back in time. I don't know if I want to go. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if I want to go. (laughs) This is Flex and Frooms. On Kada. Flexi, we're going to be talking about WikiHow. There's a website called WikiHow. Yes, it's Wikipedia uh, mixed with how to do things. And this one actually doesn't come from WikiHow. This comes from my very own brain. So Flexi, I have come up with a genius way to figure out what the best photo of me is to then put up on Instagram. Great. You're on a dating app, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Hinge. Let's just use that as an example. Do you want this to? Not from personal experience. Okay. Um, and obviously with Hinge, there's a function to like answers or photos. So what I've done is I've created a Hinge account with five different photos of myself. And what I'm doing is trying to figure out what I should put on my Instagram. And what I do is I go through <laughs> and see. So you're see- soft launching to a bunch of strangers. <laughs> Men. <laughs> and then taking that data to then a hard post on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius. So I put up like a few photos of myself smiling and the one that got the most likes is me in a lemon shirt smiling, full beat on my face, mm-hmm. not messing about. And that got the most likes on the men. And it wasn't the first photo. It was about three down. So, you know, they really assessed all options and thought that's the one I'm attracted to. Ipso facto. New profile pic uploaded. See, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like on dating apps in particular, people act in a contrary way. So usually people like, you don't want to like the first one because it feels like you didn't look through the profile. You know, you don't like the sexiest one because it makes you look like a like a horn dog, right? <laughs> you don't want to like, usually the ones that are hot in hot in a way that's hot to like fellow chicks is going to be like your fashion one or like, you know, your colored lenses, Polaroid moment, you know, how do I say this in a way that's not going to offend men? I don't feel like men broadly have the best assessment on what I look the best as. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like when I'm wearing what I would deem to be like my best fit with my best hair the average man would be like, yeah, that's sick. Not my demographic. They're not here for the jorts. Yeah. So then I feel like it's odd to use the demographic of strangers who aren't seeing you in a neutral way, by the way. How Dating apps are inherently sexualized. True, true, true. And therefore, like, mating purposes. So taking their assessment of you to go to an audience of people who know you and like you and have them decide where you look best. They're probably wrong. Well, I'm not saying me specifically. What about the 
person who... Are you not saying you... <laughs> this is not personal evidence. This is not research <laughs> gathered from you. <laughs> research from years ago. I you know? like it though. I just don't think it's... I don't think it'd be accurate, but I think it'd be, it's interesting. Well, let's say Can you... Can I see the photo? Yeah. Well, no, because it was from years ago. Wink, wink. No, I'll get You're using photos from years ago on your dating app? <laughs> That is crazy. You Photos can't be older than one year. I agree. Too one mu- year even. Too Jesus. much changes in one year, especially like I don't want to see one photo where you're bald versus one photo when you've got 16 inches of hair. How do you think I go with my ever-changing hair? Okay. If the hair is ever-changing because you change it frequently, that's fine. That's a horny photo for Is me. it? Ew, ew. You're sick. She's doing horny? full it's glam. Dog. Full glam, chest out, Yuck. blue eyeshadow. You think they're not thinking about the blue eyeshadow base from the 90s when they're having their first <laughs> <laughs> sexual exploration? Get out of here. Cut the cameras. Kata. Flex and Frooms. You're listening to Flex and Frooms. What the freak? We have yet another moral dilemma. This one is quite good because I feel like if you fancy yourself a person with taste, yep, then you might have gone through this experience. Imagine um, you have a good friend who's romantically interested in one of your other friends. You know, they're part of the, the general friend network. And this good friend wants you to hook them up or at least do the intro, get some wheels moving. The issue is you don't think these two people would be a good couple. Yikes. Like you're you're like pretty certain you're like it's not gonna work, bruv. What do you do? We've all been here. Have we? Yeah, we actually have. We reside here. We pay rent <laughs> here. I've been on literally all three sides of the coin. No. <laughs> and I will say, there is a feeling of indignation mm. when your friend won't hook you up. Yeah, because like what are we doing? Is literally. it me? Especially, Just make connect. I know. <laughs> Especially when there has been a vibe that has mm. been observed by all parties. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use the term cock block. Use it. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, use it. <laughs> it's the most classic of the term. <laughs> I will say, I think if you're, let's say the person who can hook it up yeah, is the stopping. Middle, the middle person. The middle person is saying, go, go, stop. I think they will usually know the best parts of each person, so I will trust their judgment. Can I quickly interject? Please, sir. My hand is up. I feel I agree with you, but I want a devil's advocate. (laughs) I want to do my second year philosophy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You're the person in the middle only knows those two people in a specific platonic context. I know a bunch of people who are currently romantically involved that I would never place. I would say the majority of my friends who've, who have found themselves in a new relationship and it happens to be with another friend, I would have never called it. I'm like, every time, I'm like, you two? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, 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 Have wow, you ever wow. been in a relationship like that? Where people are like, oh, this is you two? Yeah. yeah. No, not like a boyfriend and girlfriend, but definitely like a uh, an entanglement where everyone's like, Damn. You really did that. One him? Wow, 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 wow. Interesting, interesting. So I will say that, like, being the decider is not great because you don't actually know what this person is like in a romantic context. I will say, though, the best thing you can do is caveat or, like, disclaim and say, hey, like, I don't really know their situation. I don't know if they're dating anyone. I don't know if you're dating anyone. I don't know if they're keen. But, like, here, like... 
I'll start a chat or whatever. Like I'll intro and then leave me out of it. Like you have to be dip in and dip out. You cannot be doing hand holding, Cupid, mm. checking in or whatever. Because more often than not, it does not work. And I think by remaining the middleman, it gives both parties, or at least your good friend, more hope that the vibe is stronger than it is. Because if the vibe was not strong, you would say so, right? Wrong. I would not say so. If one of my friends said, I'm keen on your other friend, I know for a fact the other friend would never, never go there. I'm not letting you know that. That's for you to find out on your own in a a far nicer way than I could probably tell you. (laughs) I hate it. It's not great. Get on the apps, girls. And no, guys. I, let's get off the apps. Let's go to a let's go to a bar. I will say, here's how we avoid this situation in future. It's not relying on one person to do, to do the intro. It's about creating environments where mutual friends can hang out with mutual friends. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like we did like a like an annual or like a fortnightly Sunday sesh. Everyone come to this bar. You don't need the event. You'll know we'll be there every Sunday. Long lunch vibes. Pop in, pop out. And do a casual intro. How good would that be? I feel like the girls and the gays in the LGBTQI community They're do already this on perfectly. It. They're they already got on it. Poof doof on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. They've got the bearded tit. They regularly congregate. So we need to learn a thing or two, folks. Yeah. This is Flex and Frooms. On Kader. You're back with F and F. I know it's not a swear word. Have a <laughs> think. Uh, flop and flop inder. You in your flop era right now, Flex? Mm-mm. Slay era or neutral? Pre-slay. Pre-slay. I had a slay. Definitely there's been a significant slay, I'd say, in the last two years. It's been an, an ah. up and up. But I think I have another slay coming. I don't know. It could be like Q1 2024 or it could be earlier. I was talking a week-to-week personal slay basis. Oh, then, yeah, we're, we're slaying. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flex, the great thing about having a public Instagram <laughs> and people who follow it. And a personal brand. <laughs> let's, and disposable. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> is you get people messaging you uh, with dreams that they've had about you. Mm. Now, it freaks me out to think that people would ever think of us outside of when I'm thinking about them. Yeah. However, if there's one exception to the rule, it's dreams because they're inconsequential and they are perhaps uh, psyche-based. And, like, no one's ever going to send me a dream and be like, you were in this dream and you did this really bad thing. Oh, people have definitely sent me that. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got one from a listener. I won't say their name. It's just like, as soon as I hear, Frooms, I had a dream about you last night. My heart just flutters and I think, <laughs> let me lick. They're obsessed with me. Let me soak this up with a little piece of bread. Okay. <laughs> Frooms, had a dream about you and Flex last night. We were in Paris. Your oh. hair was blonde again Ooh. and you were wearing green and orange. Very you. Very Eliza Thornberry vibes. Specific. Mm. Flex, was <laughs> Flex was not coping. Damn. With driving on the opposite side of the road, and we had multiple small road accidents. Ha! Okay, okay, <laughs> relax. <laughs> no one seemed that worried about trashing the car. God complex. <laughs> we'll be right. <laughs> A childhood friend was being very mean to me. Oh. I haven't thought about her in years, but she always had mean girlfriend be vibes. What a dog! And <laughs> I was worried she would destroy all of my things in the hotel. Flex told me to stop worrying and wanted to go to a bar. (laughs) Flex said, anyway. (laughs) Respectfully. (laughs) Unfortunately, the bar was a dud, but the cocktails were nice. Mm. You were very relaxed and chatty, cool girl vibes. Yes. 
Flex was being a demon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I added that bit in. <laughs> I woke up with a headache. Not sure what it all means. Oh, woke up in real life or in the dream? In real life. Okay. Probably that I need to take Ubers in foreign countries. Needless to say, everyone looked very hot. I love that. There's, a, there's a lot to work with there. <laughs> a lot to work Flitz with. Flitz is a terrible driver who is inconsiderate. <laughs> and <laughs> See, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I got Flex is willing to go with the flow and understands that a few nicks and dings on the way is just part <laughs> of the journey. Flex also understands that a bad vibe is contagious and didn't want to affect the trip for everybody else. Flex also knows that sometimes the girls just need to get amongst it. Alcohol optional. Just like a cute environment, cute outfit, cute music, cute people. Feels good. Flex wants to keep the energy up. <laughs> <laughs> and Frumi is cool girl with chatty vibes. Yeah, which is so crazy that they would say that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Froom's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.